0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: All right, folks, welcome back. It's a jam-packed Wednesday edition of JJ After Duck. It's John Jastrzemski right here on the fan, and we're welcoming in one of my favorites. It's March. He's got UConn on the way to the NCAA tournament, and not only are they going to the NCAA tournament, They're going to be a very dangerous out when they get to the NCAA tournament. My main man, the head coach of UConn, the great Dan Hurley. What's happening, Coach?
2: John, what's up, my friend? How you doing?
1: Coach, I'm doing well. And, you know, watching your game tonight, first 15 minutes or so, didn't look like the UConn team we've seen over the last few games. You guys finished the first half with a flurry, and then you whooped Seton Hall in the second half. So, I guess let's start here. What was the biggest difference in your team first 15 minutes of the game and then end of the first half into the second half?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was obviously, you know, a, a, a game that was important for both of us. You know, from a, from an NCAA standpoint, uh, you know, probably more important to them. So their level of desperation, I think, to start the game. Um, they knocked us on their, on our heels. They punched us in the mouth. Um, you know, but we were able to weather the storm, and, and uh, you know, in the first half, uh, you know, credit for Hall ball. They got us real well, real aggressively. We couldn't find the rhythm offensively. Um, you know, but we're becoming a great defensive team, and we rebound the heck out of the ball. Um, and, and, you know, if you do that uh, consistently, uh, and we got our offense going like we did in the second half, we're able to separate.
1: Coach, you lost to these guys going back earlier in the year at home. Was revenge not only on your mind, but your players? Were you guys talking about that getting ready for this game?
2: No, not at all. I mean, it was you know for us. I think the the one thing that we talked about with the players was if if you want to, you know, you you got a chance to kind of play your way off the bubble. And and really good teams this time of year, they uh, you know they play off they play they play their way off the bubble and start playing seeding. And those are the teams that give themselves a chance to make a. And and our focus, too, was, you know, first year in the Big East, understand where this program was not too long ago, uh, you know, in shambles. We had a chance to uh, finish in the top three with a win tonight. So that was probably more of our focus than revenge.
1: You know, Coach, you hit on the bracketology aspect of it. I'm not going to lie. I'm checking it, like, every single day. I'm, like, refreshing Palm, Lenorti, all that stuff. And I'm a talk show host. I'm a Syracuse alum. I'm used to being on the bubble. Trust me on that. But is that something, like, you're worried about with your guys where, you know, like, they're refreshing Twitter. They're they're seeing where you guys are at. Now, listen, you guys are in great shape. I don't think you're going to be worrying about that over the next two weeks. But is that something you've had to, you know, talk to your team about?
2: I've always been honest with my teams, um, you know, going back to Rhode Island in my fifth year where we were, you know, kind of on the bubble and, and,
1: uh, you know, late in the year,
2: we, you know, I let them know exactly what we needed to do lately, uh, you know, late, uh, in terms of, you know, we, 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 had, uh, no margin for error. So, um, you know, these kids are all over social media and they, they watch, you know, they watch all the networks, you know, they know the position that we were in. Um, you know, I think it's, it's, uh, you know, we just talked about it, um and addressed it and, and faced it. And uh you know, but we have a pretty loose group of guys. I mean Book Night is uh you know, Book Night is uh you know, like huge confidence, huge swagger, RJ Cole, huge confidence. Uh, you know, the, the being on the bubble you know, impact is that um
1: We got you kinda of Coach Dan Hurley he joins us after a big win over the Seton Hall Pirates. And coach, you know, I got to admit, back in like January, early February, I'm known to butcher a name from time to time. And I guess it's only fair when you got a last name like Jastrzemski that gets butchered all the time. But your superstar, James Booknight, I couldn't say his damn name. I guarantee it is, Coach. After what I've seen from him, even on a night when he's not at his very best, me and the rest of America is going to know his name and know it well by the time we hit the middle of March.
2: Yeah, yeah. What do you call it? Do you call him Boatwright?
1: Yeah, I don't even know what I was trying to call him. To be honest with you, Coach, like I was just butchering it every every which way, and now I I got it down to a science. Bookman, it's actually very easy.
2: Yeah, because you had Boatwright, you know, one of, the, one, of the, one of the all-time great UConn guards that won the won the chip with uh, with Shabazz. So he get early on in his career, people were called him Boatwright. But yeah, I mean, he's a guy that you know, even when he was hurt, uh, you know, he was obviously in a position to be a uh, you know late lottery pick and uh you know he's such a talent and uh you know I think he's everything that an nba team is looking for to guard and you know I think could uh, part you know obviously he wanted to get back and play for his teammates but I also think like the legacy uh, that he's going to leave at uconn uh it was a reason why he got back quickly uh, from the elbow um you know because it's been a couple down years here and uh he wants to leave that legacy in stores that, uh, that he helped help bring it back.
1: Well, Coach, I heard you talk about this after the game tonight when you were on with the Fox guys. You think it's going to really help your team, the fact that you were able to play a bunch of games and hang in without a guy who's got lottery pick written all over him? Like, you were mentioning how, in many ways, it could end up being a blessing in disguise. How do you feel that's the case? I mean, I didn't feel it at the time, John. It was brutal. no, definitely not. <laughs> listen, I don't blame you, man. You're missing out on 25 and big buckets. Uh, I'd be saying the same yeah. thing, Coach. Yeah, I mean,
2: listen. If he doesn't get hurt, you know, we're, you know, we're. I don't even want to speculate on the record and where we'd be ranked and what our seed line would be with him healthy. But. Again on the flip side it gave guys like Adama Sinogo and RJ Cole and, and uh Isaiah Whaley and Tyrese Martin and we've got depth and, and Andre Jackson got a chance to get back to, to get some minutes and get comfortable after missing time. So it definitely made us stronger and uh and I feel like we have a fresh like a really fresh team right now.
1: Coach, Book Matt the best player in the Big East.
2: Yeah, I mean you know, I, I and I love Mambu um You know, I think Mamu, because James missed the time, you know, with the injury, you know, deserves player of the year. Mamu has been unbelievable this year. Yeah, but James is, you know, I think, you know, by far the most talented player. And obviously, you know, there hasn't been, you know, a player at UConn like him in a while. And, you know, he's got a chance to be the highest, you know, highest drafted player coming from the Big East in, you know, potentially in a while if he – if he does what he's capable of late
1: here. Coach, it's been a strange year. It's been a weird year. You guys know that better than anybody getting shut down a couple of different times. Do you finally feel like you're at a point, it's March, we're going to have an NCAA tournament this year, we're going to have a Big East tournament this year. Does it finally feel like Big East basketball at this point?
2: I, I think it'll, you know, this has been such a strange season, man. You know, John, it's like you go to these games and, you know, most of them, there's no one there. And then sometimes there's like 2000 people there and, you know, you're on your zoom calls. It's not the same. Um, you know, the competition is the same, but the whole experience is different. Uh, obviously we can't wait to get back to these, you know, to these packed arenas, but you know, the reward here for us is, uh, you know, the COVID season has been tough on our players. It's been tough on every team and every staff. But, you know, if you get rewarded with that, uh, you know, with the chance to make a run in the Big East tournament uh, at the end and uh, and then again get to head back to the NCAA tournament, I think it'll make it all worse at the end. It'll be a memorable season, one that we will absolutely never forget.
1: No doubt about it. And it's your first year now back in the Big East. So next week, you know the deal, Coach, Conference Tournament Week normally Madison Square Garden, it's 20,000, you know, you got people lining up trying to get in the building, maybe trying to go for all four sessions like I did back in the day. How fired cool. up are you and all you guys though, to get back into this conference tournament, which to me is hands down the best conference tournament in America?
2: Yeah, it's awesome. and I, I think that'll be, you know, that, that'll be a lift. I think it'll be a lift for everyone. Um, obviously, we, you know, we've got you know, Georgetown team on Saturday that's playing, like, really, really well. Patrick Ewing's doing an unbelievable job with that team. But, yeah, I think once we hit the city on Tuesday next week and, you know, get, to, you know, get that shoot-around at the Garden, you know, I, I think that, uh, you know, like that, uh, you know, that, that adrenaline rush, that, that like, that Garden excitement's definitely going to kick in.
1: Coach, final one, I appreciate the time. You can, I think, is a team that's going to make noise in the NCAA tournament. You are the coach. You know your team better than anybody. If you're going to be a team that can go on a little run here and have some fun over the next couple weeks, what, in your opinion, is the biggest key for your team in doing that over the next few weeks?
2: I think, you know, listen, I think NCAA tournament comes, you know, down to matchups. Uh, Obviously, you want to be going well, to be playing really well at the right time of year. I mean, this year reminds me um, you know, for us a little bit of my fifth year at Rhode Island where uh, we had injuries that we dealt with during the regular season. Um, we played great late in the year and, uh, you know, won the Atlantic 10 to tournament, um, you know, beat Creighton in the first round of the tournament, and then we're up four or five against Oregon. We went to the final four with two minutes to go, and we just kind of kind of gave it away. So, you know, this has the, the feel uh, for me of my year five team at Rhode Island. And I uh, feel like we've got a, just a ton of momentum. And, uh, and, and we've and we got a beat team. So we're pretty fresh.
1: The outstanding head coach at UConn, Dan Hurley, who's killing the game right now is UConn Huskies are going to be playing in the NCAA tournament. Coach, I know I told you this personally, but when my dad got sick back in October, you're busy. You've got a thousand different things going on. The fact that you reached out to me personally, man, that means the world. I can't thank you enough for that. And Dad's doing great, by the way. He better be on the golf course soon, shanking him with me before you know it. You
2: know? <laughs> no, wait, well, John. You're one. You know, you're you're uh, you're one of the best in the media, man. And uh, you know, we go we go back to the Wagner days when, uh, when this thing was just starting for me. So uh, I'm a big fan of yours, and uh, uh, and I know how big a fan you are of uh, you know basketball, college hoops, man. So. Uh, and besides you being a Syracuse guy, man, like everything else about you, is just
1: rock solid. Yeah, I was going to say, listen, that's, uh, that's the one silver lining. <laughs> who, who knew, Coach, you going to UConn has me now rooting like crazy for you guys. If you would have told me five years ago, ten years ago, I'd be sitting there hooting and yeah. hollering for your team tonight, UConn, yeah. it feels weird. But, hey, Coach Hurley's there, yeah. man. Got to do it. Yeah. No, I appreciate
2: you, John, because for most, most fans of other teams, I'm, I'm a great villain. So, uh, ah, I know, they, you know they, I know, but they, that's that's why we love, you though, yeah. coach,
1: that's why we love you. We need a good villain every now and again. <laughs> Listen, thank you so much, man. Keep kicking ass. Thanks for a couple minutes. We'll chat come tournament time. Okay. Appreciate you, man. That's the great head coach of the UConn Huskies, Dan Hurley. We'll back with more of your calls right after this.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue.